Hey, wait, did you watch Empire Records? I like to call it Umpire Records. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot to watch it. Oh, God, I spent my afternoon doing that. Oh, shit. You should have <sighs> reminded me. I thought that you had seen it. You were like, we didn't talk about Empire Records, which made me feel like you had seen it. And- no, I hadn't. I just <sighs> was like... It was me. And also I think that was me yesterday. reminding myself. Was that yesterday? I believe it was yesterday. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm I'm fine, but I'm I'm a little bit resentful that I had to watch Empire Records. And oh, I'm really sorry. It's, I it's, well, just, totally forgot to do it. It's only because I hated it so much. Oh. Okay. Know? All right. Well, let's talk about it. How about you just tell me what it is? I'll tell you what it is. On the bonus. Great. Okay, so speaking of the bonus, if you go to patreon.com slash potpsychology, uh, you can get access to our bonus episodes where we've been becoming Debbie Mazar completists, so we've been seeing all of her movies. Yeah, we're in a Debbie Mazar movie club, we I guess you might We forgot say. to do it for a couple weeks in a row, and then I still forgot to do it. Yeah, but I remembered. It's weird that I did the sign off before the intro. Well, it's that just int- that could be the intro. Yes, you're just changing it up. Okay. I have I have a thing. It's kind of gross. I mean, it's oh. about farting and oh. shitting. Okay, I, let's hear it. I know. <laughs> um, so I have like I noticed that my farts and shit smell different after COVID. And I've been wondering <gasps> if it's like the fart or the smell receptors. Yeah, because you couldn't smell for like, what, 10 days or something? And now they smell different. Now there's a smell. Is it just farts that smell different or do other things smell different? It's farts and shit and sometimes body odor, um, huh. which I've, I've always liked body odor as a smell, you know? And now you don't? Um, it's a little bit more abrasive than it was, but it's totally different than it was because there's this metallic smell mixed in it smells like blood it smells like like farts smell like bloody farts oh my god you probably are like you're like a dog now like you can like smell human you can smell blood you can smell human on on stuff i think i'm broken actually i don't know it sounds like you have like superhuman no i think i've lost some receptors which have like cut some notes out and kept some notes in and Interestingly, I had a ginger beer the other night and I couldn't taste it at all. And now I can taste a lot of stuff. You know, I can, I'm enjoying food. I'm eating food. I, uh, but I drank a ginger beer and I was like, wow, nothing about this palate is receivable on my tongue. So there's kind of this weird alteration. I did ask Brian, I was like, do my farts smell (laughs) different to you? (laughs) And he said, no. And he has previously like, identified my farts so he's like it's not something that he's passively aware of he like knows what they smell like he said no so i think like my receptors have like it's really unenjoyable to smell my farts anymore you don't like your own farts anymore don't i think i've just lost receptors that have have you googled these no, you know, in that Sometimes. Atlantic article that I didn't really like that much, there was about the long haulers. Um, there was a description of a slack group of, of survivors. And I was like, you know, I am not going to join a slack group. Uh, to, I, that's just yeah, another I thing to look at. Talking about. I know, but it's like another thing to look at. I have too many things to look at. I had my first fit of rage in a while oh wow but it wasn't actually i wouldn't even classify it as rage but i definitely acted out on the street 
I'll start at the beginning. Yeah. I just moved back to Brooklyn. So right. I've been cleaning my house because it's like been really dusty. It's been empty for three months. There's bugs. Everything's gross. Really bugs. Oh, yeah. Bugs got in. What I kind got of bugs? beetles. Okay. It, I mean, you know, it could be worse. Yeah. And they went away relatively quickly because they're not hard to kill. Yeah. I have garbage cans in front of my house. People are always just throwing their dog shit in other people's garbage cans. Right. And there was some weird shit in there and I had oh, no, no garbage liner okay. in it because I had you were gone. Yeah, and I had like lifted the garbage liner when I was leaving, right. when I like was packing up the car and I just put it out. And Last I just, thing you do. Yeah. So it's <laughs> true. So people threw some like really weird shit in there. Like there what? was a diaper. Okay. Just a fucking diaper. Right. Um, a whole coffee that then spilled at the bottom and it's all milky. Bad. I know. And it stunk so bad. That's not cool. Um, some kind of garbage, like I swear to God, I think it was like a whippet canister, but I didn't want to touch too much of the stuff because it was all really nasty. Um, lots of dog shit. A partially eaten sandwich. Oh, yikes. I know. Was it full of maggots? No, because I think it was so old that that had already come and gone. Oh, well. So anyway, so there was a lot of crap, literal crap, human and dog in that garbage. And it smelled so bad. And so I just needed to like clean it. It's been so hot and nasty. It's been getting worse and worse. So I was cleaning it today and I emptied everything out. I filled the bottom of the barrel with bleach, just straight bleach. Yeah. And then I poured a bunch of hot water into it and then from a bucket because I don't have a hose. So I went back inside, refilled the bucket. I came out and there was a fucking bag of dog shit that someone threw into the bleach. The Yes, the bleachy water in the yeah, garbage yeah. when they were walking. They didn't tie the bag closed. And I like just missed them. And my ring camera like shut off like right before they came and didn't get activated again. So I couldn't see who did it, which was infuriating to me. So I just like yelled on the street because I was like sweating, dripping sweat, running up and down the stairs to the in the kitchen, you know, with hot water. It was so humid today. I was like working so hard. Whoever did that, like they saw that I was cleaning because, you know, the, the garbage box was open. The garbage cans are open. There's brooms and paper towels out there. Like, like it's such an asshole move to do that. I'm dying to fucking know who did it. And so I just yelled on the street and I just like was looking up and down the street to see if I could find them. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Are you kidding me? And then I picked it up and I threw it at like, uh, I mean, I didn't hit them, but it was someone, but I don't think they had a dog. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even come. This is how hate spreads. They didn't, I didn't even come close to hitting them, Okay, but I was so pissed and then I got it under control. All right. But it wasn't like I hurled it. I was just like, disgusting. So more of an underhand fling of feces. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I don't mean to center myself, but would you like to talk about my mustache? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just talk about it briefly. You yeah. Know? Let's talk about it. So? I think that you look like a character from Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Arthur Morgan. I don't know. I feel like I don't have enough facial hair to grow it. But then I was like, well, but but have I put in the time ever? And I really haven't. Can you use like a boy brow on it? What does that mean? It's like what I put in my eyebrows. Oh, so um, I guess I could. 
It's like, do you think I need it? You don't, but you could if you wanted to make it look even thicker. Yeah, maybe I will do that. Do you want to try mine? Ex- yeah. Okay, let's try it. Okay. Wait, let's do before and after pictures. Okay, great. <laughs> but I, I feel like I've tried to grow a beard before. It just doesn't come in all the way. I don't have enough follicles, you know? It's a little bit frustrating. Mm. I really have no options. This is, I think this is as good as it gets because I've been doing it for like four weeks or so. How long does do beards take? Can you take hair gummies or something? No, I mean, I guess you could, but I don't think they do anything. Just try something new. And also, um, I'm also doing it at a time when I'm always wearing a mask too. So it's not even like it matters that much. It's for me. It's my mustache. That's how I felt when I got my filler last week. I got filler and Botox or two weeks ago when I first got back to the city. That was like the thing I did on the third day. Right. (laughs) I was really stoked about that. Yeah. Um, But then I was like, okay, now I just made it so that I can make no expressions above my mask because right. i don't really move my eyes or my right. forehead right and all of this other shit i had done no one can even see it it doesn't even matter at all it really proves that i do it for me um but i don't know just you know try something new like what this butt stuff but this oh, oh the <laughs> <laughs> no i've tried mustache that. yeah <laughs> that's not new for something me. old something new <laughs> something borrowed <laughs> What's borrowed? Um, bottle of Rush? No. Um, because you, you don't get I, that back. Or maybe you do. Can you borrow poppers from someone? People like uh, people do. You know, say you're staying with somebody in like a Fire Island house. Can I? Hey, can I bo- borrow your poppers? Yeah. Is all this, the Fire Island stuff? Is that all sex stuff? Or no? Are there people just like hanging? Like there's definitely the, people hanging. I mean, it's just it's like anything. But it's always it's just, like a sex house situation. No, it's not always a sex house situation for sure, but it's often a sex house situation or becomes that or you go to a sex house or, you know, you fall into a hole and it happens to be somebody's butt, you know, there's like all kinds of stuff (laughs) that can happen on Fire Island. Um, I got to say, I'm not particularly broken up at not having the, I mean, certainly people are going, obviously. Yeah, with with COVID. Um, I got invited to... My cousin's baby shower by my aunt today. Yeah. My aunt's name is Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's one of those affairs. I literally have been thinking about her almost every day. (laughs) Almost every day for the last two months. I just because, you know, you got to wonder what what are actual Karens doing? And also, you know. Is she a Karen? Hell yeah. yeah. She's a... Karen through and through. All right. Yeah. So are you going to ask her about the experience of being a Karen in these times? I would ask her about it on the phone. Do you want to do a brief Andre Leon Talley recap? Oh, okay. Why? So people can... Know where we're coming from when we talk about the book club that we do. And also there's like sentences I would like to share. Yes. Okay. So one of the tears in our patreon is unlocks a book club and we listen to an audiobook typically it's called read it and weed i just i couldn't think of a, a better pun i don't love that pun but it's a good pun you you like it yes oh, okay yeah i think read it's it really impressive i think you have a good you have a good uh, knack for naming things puns yeah and puns yeah. but part of but not all puns just like not all men Mm, I think that. <laughs> <laughs>
this month we did Andre Leon Talley's newest book, The Chiffon Trenches. It's a memoir. And he says the phrase chiffon trenches probably like five times in it. He says it a bunch, yeah. Sometimes, I think twice in one chapter at one point. It was like, all right, <laughs> got it. You only had to say it once, but uh, sure. Um, I did not like it that much. I thought it was okay. I thought it was like, okay. I got sick of it. I think that he's a total elitist who doesn't question the system. And it's like he's drank the Kool-Aid so much. And I just needed a little bit, like in order to like it and, and really respect him, I needed a little bit more of like a, I know I've drunk the Kool-Aid and I love it. You know, there wasn't even that really. It's just like what I do is super important. Yeah. And it's just like a little perspective, this world of luxury that nobody needs. You know, there probably would be something in that place if not for Vogue and high fashion and all of that stuff. But it in itself, like any pop star, the world doesn't actually like need, you know? Um, There's a difference between sort of inevitable and needed. We don't need any of this shit. Exactly. I liked it a little more than you did because I... I've always really been into magazines, but like that's how I, you know, got started in media is I just like love magazines. I started making zines when I was in high school. And so figures that worked at magazines that were famous like that, those were like impressive people to me when I was younger. Right. And I do like hearing those, you know, kind of behind the scenes stories. I didn't really like women's magazines because... They always made me feel bad about myself, but like Vogue in particular made me feel like poor and fat. <laughs> and <laughs> Which is the idea, right? I, I guess. I think that it's incredible what he has been able to do with his career. I mean... And it's based purely on his skill. Like he... He's incredibly knowledgeable. He yeah. was like in the middle of getting his PhD in like French studies right. from Brown or Harvard. Brown. And he had gotten a scholarship to there yeah. when he was younger. He's obviously brilliant. He's, yeah. And he just, but he knows his shit about like all the French stuff and all the designers and architecture and art. He just knows all of it. He knows what influences are. It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just a total expert. Yeah. You know, so um, and, and indispensable chronicler of this culture. But uh, what I do like is his general sensibility is this like super sharp, bit that he does basically you know like like talk like like touching back on the idea of like a knowing wink that he's drunk the kool-aid i don't believe that he does that but i do believe that he says willfully ridiculous things yes and plays them totally straight yes and i like that yes and so my favorite like my favorite but he does that with his clothes too Right, the, the, the caftans. Oh, or that one picture where he's like front row at a fashion show and right. everyone's wearing black and he looks like he's wearing my comforter. Yes. Like he looks like he's wearing a full duvet. It's like all sprawled yes, out. like on the runway, yes. actually. <laughs> he's like touching the models. <laughs> I stood up. Vera Wang asked where I was going. I told her to the men's room. But instead, I swept and swirled my Tom Ford cape through the exhibit and down the back corridors of the Met to my waiting car. On my way home, I swore to myself in that moment, I will never attend another Anna Winter Met Gala for the rest of my life. 
just like every word, you He's know, like it's a such... little bit Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> they, he should really like, um, like people like drag queens should be performing this when he is talking about Katy Perry's hamburger dress. I loved that reading. He just um, gets really upset about it. Like he just gets like angrier and angrier as the sentence goes on. <laughs> He's like screaming about it. Katy Perry came as a chandelier in a short dress that actually lit up. Later, she changed into a giant hamburger with pickles, ketchup, and a bun. <laughs> and also this Madonna anecdote. She smiled warmly when she introduced herself and said, Hi, I'm Madonna. You want a blowjob? So Mariah Carey went on Oprah in 2008 after E equals MC squared came out and touched my body, became a number one hit. Uh, wait, touch my body went number one, right? It, it, it did. It was her last number one before yeah. all I went for Christmas is you. And so she went on Oprah and she had recently lost like a bunch of weight. Like she looks incredible in the touch my body video. Yeah. I think that the whole body image thing and people expecting everybody to be this thin is yeah. ridiculous. Yes. It just isn't reality. So anyway, I got tired of people being like, oh, she gained weight and da 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 da. And one of our dear friends was like, darling, you've got to lose some weight. And I was like, all right. I know who that is, but okay. We're <laughs> but not we naming him. We're not naming we him. We didn't name names, but we love him because he inspired me. Mm-hmm. Even though it was like a little mean, like it inspired me. It turns out Andre Leontali told her to lose weight, which is crazy because in the book, <laughs> there's an intervention over yeah. his weight that Anna Wintour put on in yeah. the Condé Nast offices with like members from his, was it like someone from his church was there or someone from his family? I think it was his his preacher. Like he became like really tight or just like attached to this preacher. He obviously has had issues with his weight. It's a big thing. He acknowledges that a lot of his weight issues probably have to do with the fact that he was molested when he was younger. Yes. And that's, you know, not uncommon. And so I think it's just nuts that he told Mariah Carey that she had to lose weight when he's had such horrible issues with that himself like it's like what are you what that to me was like when kelly osborne called christina aguilera fat and um kelly osborne had gone to i think rehab or she went through some sort of treatment as a result of people calling her fat so it was like you know exactly and believe me i'm not never i'm never on the side of christina aguilera unless kelly osborne is involved um burlesque i like burlesque you know christina aguilera can't help what she is, but I find what she is to be so unpleasant. Yeah, but sometimes so much I, of the time, sometimes I like it. It's rare that I like it. Like I never really liked "What a Girl Wants" or oh, "Come do. On Over." Neither I of those songs really Come did it to me. I like, so I like, much. I like the sluttiness of yeah. "Genie in a Bottle." The, well, "Come On Over" in the "Come On Over" video, she unzips her jumpsuit, her tight jumpsuit, and then there it unzips to a different da- uh, dance scene of her. And like backup dancers. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> but like there's an actual opens. zip effect. Yeah. Let's talk about cancel culture. Okay. Rich wrote an article. That well, I did. it was more of an essay. Okay, Rich wrote an essay that I didn't read. Yeah, that's fine. But I didn't know. I don't it's read fine. the internet anymore, I don't expect really. anybody. I, uh, I literally, you know what? You taught me that. One time I wrote something and you didn't read it and I got offended. <laughs> and then I was like, hmm, I could like keep getting offended about this or I could just get over it and do my job and you read what you read and whatever. And that's really what I did. Okay. So you actually helped me with that because I, <laughs> people have enough on that their was, plates. That's like 
God put me in your life. I guess so. You <laughs> taught me a good lesson. It was really to get over that shit. And I really think that getting over your shit is what you got to do, which is why you don't fucking sign your name to this stupid fucking letter that Harper's get over your shit. Yeah. That's what you should do. I'll just let you know that I don't care when any, I pr- I actually would like it if people didn't read things that I Same. wrote. They didn't, they don't use the word cancel, the words cancel culture in that Harper's letter. Oh, what did they say? They said like a culture that, you know, where there's restrictions on free speech and where it's increasingly difficult. Um, I don't know very many people from the list. I know like J.K. Rowling, Gloria Steinem. Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky. Margaret Atwood. Margaret Atwood. But that's what I'm saying. How old are all those people? So the letter bemoaned a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and toleration of differences in favor of ideological conformity. And this is as a result, and and they they frame this as a result of like the cultural reckoning about the way certain identities have been uh, targeted and vilified. What kind of identities? Wait, what did they say? They said they they acknowledge the cultural moment of of kind of this reckoning, you know, specifically with. The way Wait, black did any people black people sign this? Black people, I believe a black guy wrote it, or, or it was a black guy's idea. Okay, but did any black people sign it? I'm sure black people signed it. Um, I don't. I I'm sure the percentage is small. Okay. And they talked about, um, you know, editorial jobs that were lost uh, most of the time by somebody who resigned, uh, which I know sometimes you're forced to resign and that's a formality, etc. But still, they resigned. So if you're talking about cancel culture, you're talking about people canceling themselves. Yeah. Literally. You know, research, withdrawn books as a result of calls for swift and severe retribution. Whose books were withdrawn? There's like some young adult shit, right? But I mean, even the American Dirt thing, which is an example that I wrote about, like people were dragging that book like crazy. It still got released. Oprah still devoted two episodes of her Apple Plus TV series about her book club to that book. That book was talked about that, you know, I think, I think things were canceled, but also COVID happened right as the book tour was supposed to begin. Okay. Uh, so, and you can also buy American Dirt, <laughs> you know, you could still buy who, it. What is the American Dirt? That's the the book that the woman who is like half Puerto Rican, I think, and half white wrote about the Mexican, about like a Mexican immigrant, uh, you know, crossing the border. Okay. And uh, people said this is full of stereotypes and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, should a non-Mexican woman be writing this, etc. Um, there was that normal conversation that happens now. And yeah, I'm sure it was annoying and it rattled people and like they did cancel the book tour uh, like as it was supposed to be, except they said we're going to do town halls. It's not going to be like your standard reading Q&A. We're going to do town halls now about this book. Did The company didn't even cancel the promotion, you know? Okay. Uh, so, um, but there's like some, been some young adult stuff like that, you know? Uh, we refuse any false choice between justice and freedom, which cannot exist without each other. As writers, we need a culture that leaves us room for experimentation, risk-taking, and even mistakes. We need to preserve the possibility of good-faith disagreement without dire professional consequences. If we won't defend the very thing on which our work depends, we shouldn't expect the public or the state to defend it for us. And it's like, what do you think this statement is going to do? Do you think someone's going to read that and say, oh, I've been canceling wrong all along. You're right, Margaret Atwood. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What? I don't blame Margaret Atwood for this. 
someone explained this to her in a way that someone mm. got in her ear and explained it to her. I told you that I ran into yes. her, right? Did you get a selfie? I, it's the worst decision I've ever made in my life. To not get a selfie. She was ahead of me checking in to the hotel. I stayed at the Beverly the Beverly Hilton. But I don't. I didn't say anything to her there because the woman checking her in was like, "Oh, Margaret Atwood." <laughs> you know, like people were a buzz with the Margaret Atwoodness. Ooh, what but, year was this? Oh, this is 2018. Okay. But when I get out of the gym one day, <laughs> I'm like getting into the elevator, and Margaret Atwood gets out, and I really, in my sweaty gym shirt, should have taken yes. a selfie. What is wrong with me? I yes. just my brain is broken. Like I cannot yeah. believe I. I was like, oh, I love you. <laughs> No, I don't. Always be <laughs> but, ready for a selfie, especially oh, with an old person like that. Oh my They're God. not going to be able to. But it would have been so amazing for me to be all sweaty with oh, a, in yeah, a picture with Margaret yeah. Atwood. Uh, anyway, I, I, I'm sorry. I fumbled the ball. It's whatever. I still have the anecdote. Yeah. Uh, so. you, still, you know what? You experienced it and that is fine. I did. That's You got to you gotta live life more than anything. I do. And I do live in the moment. And yeah. that's why this sort of stuff doesn't bother me like it does for other people. I do think that people on social media act in an entitled way where and i've seen it uh, you know I, I my focus tends to be on gay men and i've just seen them target each other you know with obviously no real uh social imperative or or responsibility in their head or any idea of how this would help society by doing it it's just yeah. using the tools that people are using in order to hurt a fellow gay man because gay men have insane resentment for each other that is often irrational yeah um and uh so i i know what these people are talking about i, I you know i talked about my death threat was it last week for writing a fucking review of a flop album i think it's a waste of time i think very little ever gets settled via social media people say things and sometimes like people say things and they're liked and retweeted so many times and it still doesn't change the world you know yeah so what's the actual reward other than that, that completely fleeting feeling of like, oh, I've reached through to people for five seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so mean, like, I'm, I haven't, I don't, I don't do Twitter at all, and I think Twitter is a terrible, terrible thing. I think so too. The medium itself, it really is only useful for in the moment conversations, right? And. It's really just like being in a room where everyone is just screaming at the same time. Exactly. When you're just screaming into nothingness in real life, then it just like dissipates and you screamed into nothingness and you got it out and you got it off your chest and there's no lasting repercussions. But with Twitter, there's a, then it is a fucking archive. Yeah. And it saves all of this stuff. And then when you go back, so I did this project maybe a little over two years ago, I downloaded all of my Twitter data. Yeah. And I read every single tweet and I was conf- and it took me two weeks every single night in bed staying up until one in the morning. So I had like 3000 tweets or something. And I was just like, why? Why does there need to be a record of this? I think one time like so much was about like queefing and farting. Um, uh, that checks out. <laughs> a lot of tweeting about like Doritos and Golden Girls. But that's not needed to survive forever on the internet i just think that the app is a mind fuck in that way where you get lulled into a sense that you're just screaming into the air 
And then, but you're not. Yeah, you leave a footprint that never goes away unless you make it go away. Yeah. Imagine just like standing outside and everyone on your block, you're all just screaming into the air. It's just like, there's going to be like hysteria and like people are going to start like freaking out and then people are going to be screaming over. Exactly. It's total chaos. It's just not the vibe I'm looking for. And it really is annoying as a writer to have to deal with that. Yeah. It is annoying. There's no doubt about it. But like... What can you do about it? Like, why do you think that you should have any sort of say over like how people behave? Well, what people you are do is do you it. just don't. You don't let it in. It's you all don't, you can do. You don't read it. You don't read don't it. Don't read it. Don't read it. Mm-mm. Because I think I think the biggest problem here is that writers are not paid enough. They're not paid. In the, they're not paid a lot. You know, you it's it's you have to struggle to buy property. You know, to be able yeah. to get to that point, right? So it's like you figure, well, I guess I'm also paid in praise. You know, that's part of the trade off. It's like you get paid via in, in ego chips. And so in order to get those ego chips, you're going to have to see stuff that's like negative ego chips. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, how dare you take my ego chips away from me? Because I'm not paid. (laughs) I need those ego chips. (laughs) Like that's the fucking point, you know? (laughs) But uh, too bad. It's still still such a privileged job. The good still outweighs the bad, you know? And I just think it's this thing that people have to believe in. It almost gives them something, something to be dramatic about, you know? So you're th- saying that like cancel culture is like a religion? There's like a prevailing wisdom that cancel culture isn't real. This is a thing that people repeat. I don't think it's not real. I do think that there is a palpable sense of both anxiety about being taken down mm-hmm. and people who feel empowered to take someone down. Yeah. And that's real enough. That's you know, a culture. But I also think that like writers talking about it like this and fretting and and wringing their hands makes it more powerful. Doesn't, doesn't, without it, without them talking about it, it wouldn't delete it entirely. Voldemort. Yeah, it's exactly. It's Voldemort. It's any sort of God figure, you know, and it's this Calvinist belief that I'm going to be, you know, someone's going to come out of the sky and pick me out and I'm not going to be able to like do my thing anymore. And if you are a young writer, that holds a lot more water than if you're a billionaire. But I just think that like the entire point of iconoclasm is that it's a risk. It's like, yeah, it's fucking hard to like get, to present new ideas to the world that the world actually wants to hear. You know, you you have to suffer sometimes for your genius. And, and it's, 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 it's just there's so much hypocrisy on that side that would call people snowflakes that would say oh, people always need to be comfortable, whatever. It's the same fucking thing. Anytime anybody starts talking about this, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about like, I have a right to be better than you (laughs) every single time. And it's like, no, this is the fucking system. This is how it goes. It's hard. It sucks. Too bad. I think that it was so stupid to even put that letter out and sign their names to it because nothing's going to change Nothing's or come change. from that and the like just thinking it's a about prayer. it it's like a little prayer even if i thought that that was so horrible that i needed to stand up for it, i just it, yeah why why get behind an empty gesture exactly i you know i had somebody like make up a thing uh to try to get me fired like a, a pseudo essay that i wrote it was somebody who took like the time to take a pen to paper i remember this yeah i have it saved yeah uh a pen to paper about an essay i supposedly wrote in high school mm-hmm. about like why uh rappers shouldn't be able to curse or, or say things say the n-word 
it was like it was like such a weird thing because it was just not what I would have argued at the time about that. If anybody <laughs> in school ever asked me to write about hip hop, like I, it was just it just got me so wrong, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. People, it 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 really does feel like I really have felt like people need me to not exist in order to be happy. You know what I mean? Like like I can't take. Oh, that's someone. awful. That's an awful. Well, but what, uh, but what can you do? I mean, like, uh, I, but 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 I see the absurdity of it. It's like I've never done anything to harm. I've never done demonstra- demonstrable harm. I never have. I, I just haven't. I've said stupid things. I haven't asked for comment when I should have. All of this stuff, sure, for sure. But I've never caused a catastrophe. You know. Yeah. So it's just like you just don't like my ideology, and that's so dumb that you need to eliminate it from the earth it's so dumb that you would that you can't deal with that because something's going on in everybody's head and it's always different than the next person's you know but but all i'm saying is that like i can go through all this stuff and uh you know be fine so learn how to be fine with it jeez yeah get out of the get out get out of the media it sucks do it i mean i i how many times have i considered it i mean infinite I've thought a lot. I've thought a lot about just. I, I would love to just be like quiet, and have a quiet life and be really disappear just, completely. Yes, but I feel like this is the only way I know. I know. I mean, I'm like an old showgirl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still She's, having to get on stage and do the matinee. You're a private dancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. People who want to cancel you are annoying, but people who want to talk about being canceled are also annoying. And it's always been a thing. I mean, like, you know, I'll complain it. I've, especially earlier on, but listening to anybody complain about their haters, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, I guess I talk a little bit about them on here, but <laughs> I, I only talk about them. I, I'm not talking about them like uh, I'm bothered by this. I just think it is extreme human behavior that warrants documentation. I know. I, I have felt both ways. I've been bothered by it, but like real early on in my career, yeah, like yeah, really yeah. early on. But it was yeah. a real like baptism by fire because like when you go from print to like writing online, when you first start writing online, it's difficult. Uh, so maybe that's what those old people are experiencing right now. Like they're me when I'm like 27, 26, 27. I guess. And... It is really hard to like get used to and especially because there wasn't even Twitter back then. It was just like comments on yeah. Gawker, but they right. were vicious and right. they were really mean and like for no good reason. For it just it, it never seems like the punishment suits the 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 what? The crime. <laughs> yeah, and the crime was just that I fucked a lot of guys. Yeah. And people well, people have a real problem with it's sex. It's a Rorschach test whenever people like Rorschach read test. about other people's sex lives. It really is. And it, I, I mean, I've talked about this with Katie because I've gotten so much hate for writing about my sex life and I don't understand what the problem is. Like, why are you so mad? Like, people are so just upset. really weird about other sex. gay men. So, so furious with me. Like, how dare I? Well, that's how women live this life. Were. I don't. That's that's what it seems like, because I do my best to be honest and i don't feel like i valorize myself i think i'm much more likely to tell a story about how i was embarrassing or like you know how sex wasn't good than it was that's a pretty boring story in general um so like what i always just wrote from a place of like 
I I did have a little bit of an agenda when I was writing. What was the agenda? To make people not see it as embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like that's and then for girls to be able to just like talk about that stuff, right? And uh, break out of these sort of socially assigned. But but that's roles, emotional roles and, when it comes to this kind of stuff. And that's the best way to have an agenda because you didn't preach it. You just lived it. You showed by example, which was my biggest problem with this letter. Oh, Olivia Newsy is on there. She's always been nice to me. She said a lot of dumb stuff about race and identity. She doesn't know what she, the fuck what she's she, talking about. What did she say? She went after... Collier Meyerson once for writing a thing about nameplates. And oh, I thought that article was fucking stupid too, though. But, but the. And not well researched and not. It was. I thought that there was an entire sort of culture that she left out that's how I knew about nameplates, which was Italians Italian girls in, in North Jersey. Yes. And so whether they were appropriating or not, and I don't know, but it was a huge no, thing. It's, it started with Jewish people. There's a lot of Jewish jewelers in New York. Of course. And there's a thing when girls have their bat mitzvah that they get nameplate jewelry. Like that was a thing. And it was like from a long time ago. And then they used to have these things as samples in their jewelry stores. And then people would come in and they're like, oh, I I want that. And so they sort of influence black culture. I don't know where if Italians were just also going to the same jewelers. There's rich white people who like jewelry. So it's not out of the it's not out of the question that it would somehow come into that culture and become a real thing itself. You know, whether it like started as appropriation or not, it became its own sort of cultural thing. You could you could be mad about that, but you can't deny the fact that there were Italian girls in the 80s in like 1985 yeah. running around New- North Jersey, every single one of them whose parents had like a fucking dime to their name had their name across yeah. their neck. Yeah. But that said, the the tone of Olivia Newsy's tweet about this was like, this is like segregation. And, you know, whether Collier had her facts straight or not, regardless of like whether the history and the telling was correct, the idea that white people take from black culture all the time and always have, and in fact, minstrelsy has never been properly sorted out. Addressed. Addressed. But but resolved, you know what I mean? There was no resolve. There was no resolution to minstrelsy. It just, and so like we see things like that continue today. And so the greater point about that, the people being upset about culture being appropriated, I don't think that's inappropriate. I think it's, I think some people get dramatic about things, but I think ultimately it's a conversation worth having every single time because this legacy lives on unresolved. And it just showed me that she had no idea what she was talking about to get mad at that principle. Um, but I think that the reason why Olivia Newsy probably signed that was because who her boyfriend is. Right. Who is also not canceled. Ryan Lanza? What is his name? Lizzo? No. Lizzo. Liz- Lizzo. 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 Yeah. Ryan Lizzo. <laughs> Lizzo. Lizzo. <laughs> He's 100% that bitch. He's appropriating. <laughs> he What did he do? He was at the New Yorker? It was some kind of harassment allegation that he was cleared of. He was cleared of? He was fired and then cleared of it. So they fired him? They shot first and asked questions later? Yeah, that's what they were doing at the time, for sure. CNN, which temporarily, quote, pulled Lizza from future on-air appearances, 
said that the network conducted an extensive investigation into the matter and has found no reason to continue to keep Mr. Lizza off the air. On March 16, 2018, Vanity Fair reported that after Rolling Stone magazine conducted its own due diligence investigation into the New Yorker claim, it asked Lizza to contribute to the magazine. The Fresno Bee reported investigations into Lizza's conduct by CNN, Politico, and other media companies determined that there was no reason to keep Lizza off the air or bar him from employment. So he was not canceled. If someone that I loved was that greatly affected by a knee-jerk reaction cancel culture, and then it turned out that they were exonerated, I, especially when I was younger, I definitely would have been very vocal about it. Because when I was younger, I was dumb, and I would like take up other people's causes like they were my own sometimes, and I had no business doing that. I, I, I used to do that. What did he do? What was he accused of doing? I don't know. I don't know if it was ever specified because I don't know. Was he in the shitty men in media list? I forget. I have it on my phone somewhere. Well, check it. Yes, it was. Liz's name was included in the shitty media men list. Oh, yeah, here it is. I got it. Oh, Ryan Lizza. Creepy as fuck in the DMs. Yeah, I mean. Everyone's creepy in DMs. I'm creepy in DMs. DMs. Yeah. Asking guys how tall they are and stuff. No, I was thought I was thinking like dick pics. Oh, I mean, I don't get like that. I don't I wouldn't send somebody a dick I would never send somebody a dick pic like on first contact, but sometimes dicks come out as they do. The thing is, some of these people on here I know for a fact have done stuff because they've done stuff to me. Really? Yes. I don't know this. He was fired from Harper's for Really? For stuff back he dated he was that gross. I'm sure I've told you about him. He was like boyfriend. He would cheat on her. He like wouldn't commit. He was so gross. Oh my God. He was so gross. He looks like Andy Kaufman. He has like moles all over his forehead. And it's all I could look at when I would talk to him. But like he looked like he was 47 when he was maybe 31. Oh my God. And I never understood. I knew a bunch of girls that fucked him. I never understood it. It's like well, I could his dick never. Do you know what do you no, know about his I dick? Don't- I don't think he had a big dick. I think it was that he was just an asshole. He like went to like, he went to a um, Ivy League school. I forget which one. In that like kind of N plus one type of writing world, they all place a lot of importance on that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm not into that. I'm into big dicks, hot guys. NYU, (laughs) baby. Muscles, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, fired from Harper's for quid pro quo targets very drunk women. At my bachelorette party, threw me a bachelorette party at her apartment. And it was really fun. She had all this penis stuff. And we just stayed in her apartment and took ecstasy and drank. And then everyone left. And then it was just like me and and then showed up. And then he propositioned us for a threesome. Yikes. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm just kidding. Like he, his whole thing would be, he was just kidding, but he would like. Total- but, if he, but if you took him up on 100%. If you took up him up on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he like, I remember he like kept trying to do group hugs with us and stuff. Group hugs. Yeah. That's and he kept. not even I don't gratifying. like, I don't like, no, because he was trying to like just get his hands on me in any way he could. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He was being awful. I know. And he was like creeping and creeping. And then I was just like, I do not like him. Uh, I think that he's gross. It didn't surprise me at all when he was fired from Harper's. And that was like, I don't know, well over 10 years ago. Anyway, I feel like we wrapped up like 20 minutes ago. Did we? Oh, I felt like when I was talking about private dancer, 
Oh my god, that was so long ago. I know, but I felt okay. I felt like we were wrapping up. All right, well, let's do it. Let's we're done then. Okay. Finally. If you want to subscribe to us and get the bonus episodes, because we're going to keep talking on the bonus, and I have some stuff to say. I still have more stuff to say. We didn't talk about Red Table Talk. We could talk about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some other stuff. Uh, I have a Peloton instructor that I've told you about, but we've never published it, so maybe I'll (laughs) talk about him. And also the fact that the Roman Catholic Church was given $1.4 billion in taxpayer-backed coronavirus aid. Did you know about oh that? Oh my god, I, did not I know. Mad about so that. maybe we could be mad about that. On the flip side, so if you want to listen to that, I would cancel the Catholic Church. Oh my god, I Let's can't believe it them. hasn't been canceled. I know. Cancel, cancel the it. Catholic Church. That's my platform. If I run for president, cancel the Catholic Church. I want to. I tried to cancel the NFL before, and it didn't work. Didn't It'll work. never work. Too strong. Yeah. Too too, too Catholic powerful. Catholic Church and the NFL—they both gotta go. It's gross. Yeah. Um, so if you want to hear us maybe talk about that, you can go to patreon.com slash pot psychology. You can also, uh, leave us, um, a DM. No, I'm sorry. You can fill out a Google form if you want to ask us a question, which we'll answer on the bonus, but you can also call us 347-450-4239. So yeah, meet us, meet us at the flip. Two and two. I'm your private Dancer, I dance up for money, and any old music will do.